I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I don't need a butter knife to cut you with words. (laughs) You can call me needy, but I'm just happy you called me. (laughs) Okay, that is good. That is applicable to myself as well, which is why I think it's... (laughs) I just like to be connected with you. I just want to be... I need that, Jack.
Um, you guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 124. I had to search for that on iTunes. Congrats. <laughs> Didn't know the number. Um, and I am so excited to be joined by none other than Caitlin Brodnick, writer, comedian, actress, co-host of the Magical Scamwow podcast, sponsored by, I believe, um, the creditors of Dorit and PK. So that is, <laughs> is there a commercial every episode that's like, PK, we know we're PK, coming. PK, we've been on your case. <laughs> PK, uh, we would freeze those accounts, but they don't actually um, mm. have any money in them. No. Um, waste of ice. Uh, Caitlin. Hi, thanks for having me. I am so happy I'm honored to be on this podcast. It's my favorite thing. And I'll be going (sighs) through life like I got to connect with the dame. Like it's been too long. You know. (laughs) I got to see this dame. It's been too long, but it also feels like you were just here on the people's people's couch. And I'm so grateful and excited excited that you're back. You've been to Paris I have been to Paris well wait when Barcelona. was the last time you were, was the last time you were here in like June-ish did I make that up in my head we're now in September I don't again I really the don't last know. time I was here we talked for two hours <laughs> it was during Potomac it was the longest session in history oh my god mm-hmm. you're number one yeah so I've been to we have Paris a lot to talk about. And then you've been to Paris and no noodles, no romantic yada yada. No I was, ramen. I, no ramen. I thought about swiping, but I honestly was like, I you just can't. Busy. Right. It's like I just was really focused on walking and fooding and walking while fooding. It looked great. P.S. Thing I've noticed about Parisians. I need to like write something about this. They don't ever carry stuff like food items, waters. I went into my favorite gluten free patisserie, the best in the world. Shout out to Chambalan. They will not give me anything for this um they will probably charge me more and I had like a like a larger water bottle like I went my I always go the the moment I land my like you gotta get it get that in I need to like get that Mm -hmm. baguette or whatever the fuck so I like go in and I have a larger bottled water than the one I'm like pointing toward small Poland spring that we all know the little baby Poland and the woman at the patisserie was like um do you need a cup for that like she was thinking like I was gonna go lunch and like go on a picnic she's like looking at me like you can't put that up to your mouth and also (laughs) why are you carrying like they none none of them carry Mm. snacks none of them carry treats no one's eating while they're walking on the street they eat when it is time to eat and they walk when it is time to walk and near the the two shop right it's there's nothing They, their quality I of life. I only snack exclusively while moving. <laughs> I basically only eat. I'm like on the subway eating oh, a snack. No. I came over no, here you eating. you can't do that. I know. I got to have a better quality garbage of people. life. Garbage no, people. I, you can have nuts no. on the subway. I will murder the next person that I see eating a slice on the train. Oh, There's no excuse. Or like a bagel of, makes me gag. Oh, I don't I, care. I want to die. When Sometimes I see something. No, can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> you have to be very selective. But like they what don't have like gummy tasty. bears? totally fine okay more power to you <laughs> what about them? candy on the subway always okay that's probably my life most is meant favorite. to be sweet yeah. okay thank okay. you so much I just found it fascinating that like they're better than we are at absolutely oh, everything at everything I also just want to sit with a Parisian yeah. and say can you just teach me how to do most mm-hmm. things yeah. like hair care mm-hmm. face nails yep. skin care like to how to dress how to and I will tell you this is embarrassing and as a adult woman I am watching YouTube videos that are meant for maybe people that aren't all there. I don't know what, but it's teaching people how to dress and people saying like, these are style secrets. I'm literally like, I'm an adult woman and I need to know 
what a French tuck is. I need to see like I am watching some, BCC Tan France. Yeah. 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 Some like weird woman just tell me like and you know it's better if you have things that are more tailored and I've, I've read it in every magazine but there's something about being taught by some stranger on YouTube that really helps. I am <laughs> nodding my head now. Here's the problem is that our culture has skipped over the awkward stage. And for some people, the awkward stage is like 13 to like 27. It doesn't matter. It's not. No, I'm not. I'm saying that. We I'm have, in my prime awkward stage. <laughs> I'm saying that we are in this Instagram era where people mm. feel like they need to look photo worthy and ready at all times. Like Paris, nobody wears sweats. Which, great, mm. phenomenal, but that is, ex- when I'm in where we are now, New York City, I wear sweats 67.4% pants. of the time. Yeah. I mean, we call them yoga pants, but they are sweatpants because you're okay. not doing yoga in them probably exclusively. You're doing yoga, never but you're also like going for a walk. do yoga. I never do yoga. But we know that they're bendable. Uh-huh. So like that's Stretchy important. Fans. That's important. That's how Lulu makes their money. Um, But it's just, we've skipped over that. So like the, the, the There's children. No well, the children are have like walkouts. I find myself staring at fourteen year olds. That sounds great. When I'm like no, walking down the street because they're gorgeous. They're all put together. They they but all you know have like they a watch strong lip. YouTube videos. I know. And so I'm like, I gotta be fourteen again. I know. And they march for the environment. I'm the only person in the world that did not probably probably didn't care. I but didn't like, march, I was working. I was also working. I was working at continuing to live my life. But I'm so glad that there are hundreds of thousands of people that were marching down many blocks. I think that's great. I personally do not care about recycling. That's why I always have new material. Oh, um, but I don't. I don't. But a, a shout out to the globe. I can't wait to get responses to this. I know. I just think brutalized. that it's so great. There's only, we are living in perilous times. There's only so much that I can care about. You got to pick like your top five. And the globe, the world <laughs> continuing to exist is not in my top five. Ashley and Michael Darby are two of my top five. Mm. I'm so sorry that the environment is not in my it top was five. Yeah. It was surpassed. But, you know, we have to just be honest and real <laughs> and true. <laughs> and that's that, honest. And speaking of honest and real and true, I got a news alert couple days ago tell me changed my life okay the gasp the shriek that I let out first off I have been re-watching every single season's two to three part reunion of Married to Medicine over and over again on repeat because guys the current season of Married to Medicine were a couple eps in phenomenal mm-hmm. and if you were sleeping on Married to Medicine but I'm you are obs- see if but you're obsessed with Real Housewives you would fucking love Married to Medicine the only reason that Married to Medicine isn't called Real Housewives of Atlanta is because there is a Real Housewives of Atlanta oh, Married to Medicine takes place in Atlanta it's like it's like the Real Housewives of um doctors and doctors wives so there are lady doctors there are wives of doctor of male doctors so many doctors all the time and it's just there's so much drama there is an episode reunion part three of season I never know numbers I think five-ish where Dr. Simone and Cecil have like a vow renewal during the season she comes to the reunion and says something that only two other women on the couch know and that is and she's like 
her marriage is like the one that everyone aspires to have. She says, Cecil and I are getting a divorce. I filed the paperwork and it's going to be processed next week. And everyone like loses their shit. And it's a three part reunion. And so the first part, I forget if she says it in the first part or second. First part's coming to terms. Second part includes the guys saying some shit. Like they have the uh-huh, husbands on uh-huh. and they kiki and have some whiskey and it's adorable. And then part three is every single person in that cast goes over to her couch with Cecil and coaches them into canceling their divorce. They literally Wait, are. All of those women ask to have their divorces too? no all of the women surround this couple that's about to get divorced and says do not do it there oh. is still hope here and by the end of part three they are sitting next to each other for a moment they kiss and they say okay we'll put the papers on ice it is what yeah and andy goes this is the realest shit i've ever seen in my yeah. entire life it is so real and so dramatic and interesting and powerful and now the couple is still together they're like working it through they're amazing do they have all their friends on speed dial though because they're going to need like any argument you're going to need a whole team to come over and they don't they're handling their shit their own they do their weird um skyped therapy with dr ken which p.s i don't know how a person facetimes with a therapist once a week and how that is anything other than like a conversation with a quasi colleague that you're Venmoing. It feels weird to me that it's not in person, but okay. I've called and my think, therapist and it's helped a little bit, but she's always like, get in person. But you don't, right. It's like their thing is exclusively, I think. I don't know. Um, mm. But anyway, it's amazing. So what I'm trying to, this is the long winded way. Mm-hmm. Hello. Welcome to Andy's Girls of saying, so I'm in the middle of rewatching that the phenomenal. Reunions. Yeah. That and that specific reunion. And I get a fucking news alert that Kenya Moore and Mark Daly are no more. And yes. the scream that I, and then I was like, am I a witch? Because like I was in the <laughs> middle of watching and then I'm like, wait, maybe they need to go on Mary to Madison. And, um, I mean, he, Mark Daly seems to have a PhD in knowing everything. I so am. maybe he's a doctor, maybe not. No. So I flipped out. I started texting Damien immediately and was like, emergency emergency like this is my 9-11 like Kenya and Mark <laughs> so sorry. but like this is crazy this yeah. is like insane Kenya and Mark are no more and um friend of the pod Dave Quinn who had been on here a couple days earlier broke the news of this like shocking announcement and I am going to look at their statement so it was crazy for a couple reasons first off they had been on Tamron Hall's show so this went down I think on Thursday they had been on Tamron Hall's show on Monday Tuesday if I'm remembering this correctly they like did some fun little photo together oh no no Tuesday they had filmed for Housewives of Atlanta together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at a charity that Mark I guess had arranged or whatever and then Thursday they broke up right so what happened between Tuesday and Thursday now it is possible allegedly there are a lot of rumors going around first off there's a rumor that um uh Mark has a secret family uh (laughs) with an ex-wife or something and two kids don't believe it Mm -hmm. there's also a rumor that there's a huge blow up at this charity event and Kenya got really upset because Mark was talking shit about her and then that led to some crazy fight that was hopefully allegedly caught on camera mm-hmm. for Atlanta. Amen. And then there's some bullshit that n- has no truth that um, maybe that's like a, maybe he's like in the closet on the DL. Don't believe that mm-hmm. for a second. I think people reach to that. They always do. Like mother's milk. I have my own theory, but continue. Well, I just, well, I mean like, let's talk about your, what's your theory? I have from the second they got together was like, this is going to end. This is 100% not forever. And it cannot work because the number one thing that he had said over and over again is that he doesn't want her on Real Housewives. Amen. He hates Real Housewives. He, it's Here's not only that he wants her, he doesn't want her, he hates and he the show and what it stands. the right. process. Right. And here's the thing. 
this is this woman's career. Yep. Like if she said to him, I hate food and restaurants, you're a restaurateur, you have to leave restaurants. You'd be like, what a psycho bitch. Everybody would call her crazy. Everybody would say she's controlling. But this man, it because people can make fun of the housewives, says he doesn't like her entire career. And that is who she is. And that is where she gets self-esteem and pride. And he, she went off the air for him. She quit for him and tried to make it work. Well, and she refused to include certain parts of her personal life and yes, was not asked back. But, yeah. But that was a risk. Like yeah. she, like she, she did it for she him. She created that situation. Yeah. If Eloped, it wasn't for him. Off camera. All of this. Yeah. Really to appease him. Yeah. Then she has a baby. She gets her baby. And there is nothing like when you have a baby, your shit turns upside down. You realize what's important. You have you have this time when I think it's different for every woman, but there is this time where you are really like your life isn't your own for the first chunk of time when you first have a baby your life is that baby's it's really not about you it can't you're just trying to survive you're just taking care of that baby and then I feel like over time a lot of women can and some women some of my friends have done it a lot better some with their second child a lot better you can kind of get that um self-esteem and that peace that just sort of wholeness of feeling like your own single female for that moment and not just like a part of another human or part or service to another baby um and I once she had like she was thriving and living as a strong independent woman making her own money making her own choices before she met him and she really wanted a baby and really wanted a family and has that and then you can't erase those memories of being like or those like visceral feelings of being a strong like successful proud woman of your work I think she really is proud of the work she does on housewives she's has an identity she has her hair line because of housewives like she doesn't her dream in life wasn't just to create hair products her dream is to be this she was a miss usa america i don't know it's gonna be a debate <laughs> i know i know i never remember they say miss usa miss usa and she did not have a talent portion no yeah but she like is a person she wants to be in the media yeah and then you have this baby and you are you have to stay at home you have to pull away for a while and it just I was like, it will not last. This will not last. And for this man to try and control all these aspects of her life, like you can love somebody, but this is, it, it, it had to break open. There's no way. Well, he doesn't like the show and doesn't respect it. And it came up on the reunion with Andy where yes. she was trying to defend him. And Andy's like, well, he says that this Openly. show is not a good representation for black women. And she's like, oh, he didn't say that. And Andy's like, no, he said yeah. it to a producer. And I Andy mean, said, yeah, I, I, I heard it. I it was. Well, I think it was said to a producer that then told Andy. And it's like, you can't pretend that this person doesn't respect your work when in many ways Kenya is her work because it's a reality show. It's not a TV show where you're playing a part. And if he doesn't think that the part is a great representation for women, okay, that's that's one thing. It's not great, obviously, but she is literally playing a version of herself. And he's saying that this is completely whacked out. And like, it'd be like, Again, back to the restaurants, like she could be like, you know what? I don't love dessert. I'd really like it if your restaurant yeah. just didn't do dessert. So maybe he'd like her on the show a little less. But no, that that's not you can't cut out a whole section of who someone is. And even if she, you could say you could argue that she's now a caricature Kenya Moore, she is actually thriving in that position. And she did really well the season right before she left. She was rocking mm-hmm. the season without Nini. She was super successful. Mom stuff. Yes, doing so well. I feel like Kenya started as a caricature and then started to break away. And we heard more about her family life. And I think, I mean, let me read the statements yes. because I I'm am fascinated. I'm so happy about this. I don't think a family should ever, it's 
a devastating when a family breaks up. It's incredibly difficult. Kids, everything's hard. But I feel like she is free. Well, I mean, we'll see how free she is because they're stuck together in some capacity having yeah. had a kid, um, BCC, Jason Hoppy and Bethany. Okay, these are exclusive <laughs> statements to people, both um, Kenya Moore and Mark Daly asked for privacy. This is Kenya Moore's statement. She says, it's with pro- profound sadness that I regret to inform my fans that I'm divorcing my husband, Mark Daly. Due to recent and ongoing circumstances, mm-hmm. I can no longer continue in the marriage. My sole concern and focus is and will always be my daughter, Brooklyn, my miracle baby she was made in love and true commitment I ask for our privacy to be respected moving forward then Mark says I have come to the difficult decision to separate from Kenya at this time our daughter has two parents that love her very much and in her best interests this situation should remain as private as possible I cherish our family's good times together and will continue to co-parent in a loving way rumors innuendo or false accusations only serve to hurt our family and will be addressed through counsel as the law permits please respect our privacy during this challenging time so to me what Mark's saying is shut the fuck up don't talk about this on the show I will sue the fuck out of you in production oh. if you say a goddamn thing I think it's that he's saying I'm guilty so when people say rumors of I've cheated or treated somebody badly they're just rumors ignore them yeah I think he I think it could be a mix of the mm-hmm. two I but I, it feels like he is it's a threat is what yeah. it is and her version is due to recent and ongoing circumstances shit has been going on that I will talk he's to you about as soon as this me. season begins yes He's never been there. He's he's not like taken my life and serious and career choices seriously. Sorry, my, my decision seriously. And of course it's ongoing. From the minute they were together, we saw it was ongoing. But I feel like it's not enough that there was tension because they both would probably admit there was tension. She might not admit it I on the show. Disrespect. But I get that, but I also wonder what happened, like genuinely what happened between Tuesday and Thursday. Oh. Something it could be little though I'm saying like it can be I don't think it was little Kenya doesn't operate it from a place of little it yeah, had to have been I mean a little of... spark that then sets it off because if you've ever had anything where you're really mad and things are getting to you and getting to yeah. you and getting to you and, and getting you get to triggered. you and then like you're, you're on the subway like again and then a million things somebody exposes themselves somebody screams somebody throws up and it's like on and on and on and then a baby pees on you you're like this is it like it might just be like cute little baby pee but it makes you crazy because you've had years of stress and hating something so maybe she lost her shit it makes sense. I don't me. know. It feels to me like we understand there was a tension. There was something bubbling under the surface. That's how they started dating and how, you know, that continued through. But it feels to me like something explosive went down and it wasn't just triggered. I think it was some kind of new information, new action Maybe. that that possibly like the volcano erupted. Like that might be it. But it also feels like there had to have been to me, person who's never been married and does not have a child, but I do have shoes. So I understand. Um, it feels like something crazy must have gone down. See, and for me, I'm like, this is this was in the cards day one. And if you disrespect. Oh, yeah, we all knew it wasn't going to go. No, yeah, we all knew it was going to last. If you, like, disrespect someone's business and what they really their passion built themselves on yeah. and who they feel they are their essence and and also what gives them a ton of self-esteem like she she feels pride and self-esteem in her work like a lot of people do and this is what she does and she wants it she wants to be famous and she's good at it she like, is she very does a good very at it good job she's and that's hard it would talented. be like 
again, like a crazy analogy, if somebody was like a champion swimmer and it's like, you know what, I don't like water. And it's like, well, this is it. This is me. So I think that. And also, I don't understand why you swim. And also, I yeah. judge you for swimming. And I judge everybody on the team. And right. I think they create, swimming was created to make women feel that they're underwater. I don't Which, know. I mean, <laughs> bathing suits. <laughs> I know. We can get into it. Um, but yeah, I think that for me, it seems like it doesn't have to be something huge. It can just be like. A, a minor thing that is just another example of a woman feeling completely stifled mm-hmm. and a woman who has in her past been stifled by men. She's mm-hmm. talked about it. She's had other terrible she's partners. horrible partners. And so now it's Whether like, they've been hired or otherwise. Then you put a baby in the situation yeah. and I don't think it has to, it might, I hope it, I mean, it would be fun TV if it's a big deal, but I personally don't think it has to be a big deal. The second you add a baby in, everything is a pressure cooker. Well, it's like they got married and now they are starting to figure out who each other the other person it's like they didn't they know each other secret. everything is secret I know here's my the thing listen I'm so upset for Kenya I really have come in a full circle I r- really used to despise her in a way that mm. I kind of used to despise Kelly Dodd where I was like this person is so mean and it's just whatever and I really have grown to appreciate her mm-hmm. and certainly respect her game and my thing is listen we didn't see the wedding on camera that was bullshit we are gonna see the disillusion of the marriage or at least the fallout as it happens in real time because they're filming right now and I am fucking grateful to God <laughs> above that we are gonna see this play out on the season I think we deserve it and I also think listen Portia and Kenya they were meant to bond this season because mm-hmm. of the kids then two little po- girls two little babies and then Portia and Dennis got split up now they're allegedly back together mm-hmm. and Kenya and Mark are now no longer and I just think this is yet another unifying factor and look how far fucking Kenya and Portia have come from the biggest most intense most disturbing physical yes. altercation to ever occur between housewives themselves or at least on a reunion cycle mm-hmm. to potentially being bonded through this experience and I'm curious how much Kenya is going to say on camera and what she's not but I do think that they these two women who sort of begrudgingly started to respect each other and then seem to come into like a relatively healthy place how they're going to react to this and I also think based on press that Nini has done um, before this announcement came back on Wendy Williams where she was like who's Kenya and like who's that and you know being really shady it'll be curious to me who some of Kenya yeah who some of Kenya's like enemies wh- how they'll react to this will they be supportive of her Lord knows Nini's gone through this with Greg before I mean they got mm-hmm. divorced before they came back together mm-hmm. it will be curious to see how many women genuinely sympathize and empathize with this and how many women use it as a weapon and Kenya who has become so good at weaponizing personal tragedy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for as a tool as you know as As evidence or as evidence or or as a way to hurt someone it'll be it'll be curious to me because this is happening not during a hiatus but as they're filming it will be interesting to see not only Kenya's reaction and how much she allows the cameras to capture and almost and also how much the cap the cameras have captured before this but also how her castmates will react I think it's going to be an oh, it'll be epic, explosive. An no epic Atlanta. What. And P.S. The trailer per Dave Quinn um, on the show last I week. I haven't even seen the trailer yet. No, the trailer hasn't come out. So the Atlanta and Jersey trailers are due essentially any minute. And my <sighs> thought is that they're probably recutting Atlanta to include this at the end oh, as like a so big smart. explosive. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, like that yeah, would right. make sense. You're it's right. like straight off, straight from the headlines mm-hmm. to our fucking ears and eyes. I mean, it's going to be crazy and if I I can't wait I can't wait love I'm so appreciative thank you so much love it I love 
seeing women change after babies. I love the fight that mothers, I just think it's, it's, you just don't mess with it. Like it fucking changes you. And I love it. I love seeing that too. It'll be interesting to see how much being a mom changes Kenya. It'll be interesting to see how much at that point being like a wife and a quote unquote happy marriage changes Kenya. It'll be interesting to see what happened. Yeah. And it'll be in some ways is like a direct foil. Like they are really similar, but they're crazy different. And so, and they're both at this exact same moment in life totally new relationships new babies and as far as interesting it'll be interesting to see how mark reacts to being on camera how uncomfortable he'll be what the discomfort will I look think like he like said okay like appeased there's probably major tension in the relationship like we could all smell basically and then he was like okay fine I'll throw you an olive branch I'll do like one or two shows or whatever or you can Instagram photo the baby I'll allow her on Instagram and then I bet he gets pushed out of his comfort zone or just he he can't do it and I good riddance I don't somebody who outwardly just shits on something you love and do and you're really good at as a partner I just don't I don't have time for that yeah, apparently neither does Keyonce, so she just twirled Great. right away. Great. Um, so listen, I want to talk to you about the shows as they're happening, okay. franchises, um, yada, yada, you know, the thing that we do every week. So I have a satchel of gold from Michael in Newcastle, England. Okay. Shout out. Um, I was about to say hey, bonjour. <laughs> you can say bonjour to anyone. Oh anytime. my God. Hello. Um, okay, so uh, satchel of gold from Michael in Newcastle. I have a fear. I think that this may be the last season we see of Dallas. The ratings are terrible and there seems to be no direction for the plot to go in and the same storylines. Deandra and Leanne, Deandra having no money. It can't possibly play out for another uh, season. Tell me you think I'm wrong. No, I think the plot lines are tired. Let's get into Dallas. I think the plot lines are tired, but I think... (laughs) One of the last episodes, the episode of Deandra's party was the funniest episode. I mean, you are a comedian. I screenshot every single, like, uh, there was, I I paused it so many times. I'm cracking up. I woke up my husband who's sleeping and I had to be like, I'm sorry, honey. I am laughing. This is ridiculous. He's like so confused. There are so many, when, when Leanne was telling her, I'll be a better friend. And then you see Deandra's husband go, prove it. In the back. Here is my favorite part. I loved all my of it. favorite part of that party is Jeremy being like, as a joke, and because we don't have any money anymore, I'm gonna present the you with donuts? fifty donuts. But here's the best part of that: he didn't get fifty artisanal donuts. No. He didn't get fifty nice donuts. He got because again they are poor. He got. 45 shitty donuts Mm -hmm. and five nice ones because he wanted those to represent the years of their marriage when they knew each other. That is a cheap ass move that I actually have felt mad respect for because I was like, that is (laughs) unbelievably shitty. In a cardboard box. The box box. was in a moving box, you guys. It wasn't a tin anything. No. And the mom's face was like, this is so disgraceful. You guys also... Oh, I just, let's get into this fucking, it was fine. It was only like been three, four episodes. Yeah. Not a lot. Wait, but what, respond to Michael's um, question. Do you think that that it's the end of Dallas? I don't think it's the end of Dallas because I think that Dallas currently are some of the richest women looking the most ridiculous. I think like Real Housewives has been on, was based on like wish fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And like when you watch Potomac and even sometimes like, New Jersey or whatever they they're rich they look kind of crazy but 
Dallas, they are like out of their minds. Yeah, like Stephanie has real money. Uh huh. And also like far away from everything. And and I like that they just sort of like, um, Brandy has her babysitter there to be like, I am not doing this on my own. This is so hard. Like they're sort of honest with the amount of money that they have. Oh my God, the Mexico trip. Like these are baller ass yeah, rich that, people. That house is stunning. Yeah, and I think that for like wish fulfillment and eye candy, it could at least hold on for another season. I love this new addition, this new woman. You we, like Carrie? I love Carrie. I stand for Carrie. You do? More yes. than old Carrie? Oh, old Carrie is the worst. Old Carrie, to me, is just like a cranky, whiny girl who's <gasps> like, I never get anything I want. And also, my husband treats me like shit, and why aren't you guys nice to him? Like, I cannot stand her. I don't want to see her face. I do not like her. And her husband, I don't like the dynamic. He's not nice to her kids. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. He's not nice to her kids? His own kid, he hates. Oh, yeah, he did not love her. He but that was kid. season one. Season two, he, he someone gave him feedback. Yeah, and he started to like be her a again. father and to be Sorry. giving feedback that you suck. He loved that stove a lot. I cannot with that family. I don't want to be around them. I don't want to see their faces. Oh my this God, new I Carrie so staunchly disagree with you. Swooping in is a breath of fresh air. She's exciting. She's like fun to look at. Her new boobs are great. Her dynamic with her daughter is so funny. I adore her. Wait. And thank God it's somebody who's like not just like a basic boring white woman. I love her. I, I love find her. that so interesting. I feel like she has no chemistry with anyone. She doesn't need it. Doesn't she is she her though? own story. No. She comes in and she's like, you're boring. <laughs> like it's, or you're negative. She is so fun. She's like, oh, we walk on that bridge a million times. We've almost died a million times. She's telling her husband he better like amp it up for next year because it's boring. I love her. The outfit she's wearing. She Also, she's honest. She's like, marriage is rough. <laughs> and like, honestly, it is. And then she was saying like how hard teenagers are. Like she's the most real. I could watch her just do whatever she wanted. I'm literally, I think you just just broke my brain that's okay she, I could just watch her do literally anything literally tell me about her family tree her mother was an alcoholic who lost all of their money yeah, that's- I mean I want to dive into her world I don't give a shit about Cam Cam what's her name Cam- Cameron Cam- Cameron no the one who's the the puppies keep yes shitting terribly. I don't want to yeah. see her face I don't want to have anything to do with her I'll take a Stephanie but like really Stephanie and the new Carrie are the only ones I like so Carrie, new Carrie versus Leanne. Whose side are you on? Um, Leanne is, uh, she's a good TV. I'll say she's good TV, yeah, but as great. a person, she's the most dangerous person. Like she is so sad and damaged. And for her to use like mm. fighting with Carrie about her threat that she might kill herself, <sighs> the suicide thing, moment. that's creepy as fuck. And like, I get I get that she's wounded, but then I think we see previews for next week is that it really affected Stephanie because like, yeah, Leanne was throwing that as a dagger to new Carrie for being insulted that she called her negative. And you know what? Leanne is negative. Yeah, she's just proving the point. And also Leanne is allowed. So like Leanne, she is a victim of all kinds of trauma. That's fine. She wears it on her sleeve. Okay, whatever. She's had a really tough life. We all know she's like a carny. Great. But she is kind of being a bummer on a fun trip. But then to take that small comment and I know these women my god don't even get me started Shannon Bador but anybody they take a small comment and they go insane with it but then for her to then throw suicidal threats at Carrie that she might kill herself at her like family's sacred I mean it seems very special that family 
It was disgusting. Just to counterpoint, I'm not saying that I disagree. I just want to say that Carrie started that part of the conversation by being like, essentially, I had kids to restart. Why can't you do that too? Without fully understanding that Leanne's choice not to have kids. Was not her own. Well, that it was an actual choice. Like Carrie was Mm -hmm. like, the way that you get over a shitty childhood is by providing a stable opportunity for a child. And Leanne is saying, I'm all set. I had such a shitty, traumatic childhood that that I don't want to, I don't want to continue that in any, that energy in any way to a kid. Yeah. I mean, I don't love, I mean, I'm not crazy about Carrie saying like, well, look, I did better. Like, I don't think that ever helps anybody to be like, oh, we're the same and look how well I've done. I don't think that's like a great color on her, but then to use suicide as like, basically your response and threat no it was not good is insanity oh I'll take Carrie all day long I will sit at her feet in her closet I will wear her stupid jeans that her daughter won't wear for her to then be like it's so hard that you have these sweet little kids and then they grow up to be teenagers I like almost cried because my son adores me and I'm just like waiting for him to be over it her kid's such a jerk and I love her and she met, I'm just staring at she you. Was I'm with not her the, it's the end of the episode. Also, so hot. Like her, she was so hot when they flashed her, her wedding picture. And her husband and her were both married when they got together. That is so crazy. Like, yeah, I want to hear more. I hope someone uses them. that as like an insult. I mean, both of them great. to basically be like, let's both leave our spouses and our full fa- fully functioning families. Like yeah. they both had like multiple kids. Yeah. And then be like, you know what? We're both hot. Let's fucking get together. I just, and then I want to hear about his family. I did a deep dive on her. What is the info? I mean, ugh, there's not enough. There is not enough. She's yet. a jewelry designer. She's a jewelry designer. She created she that. She puts beads on string. Yeah. Very simple. But I guess she hit that trend strong. Her husband created like an app for other affluent, um, uh, other affluent families to like connect together. <laughs> and like, I think they're all, it's Latino families, but I don't know. Is what Latino is it? it's the like, right word? I don't know. What yes. Like, okay. But I, it's like of rich people. Of rich people who are also of Facebook. Latino descent who can connect with each other. Swipe right if you have a billion. Is I that what guess. it is? Oh my god! Like yeah, you know what? Because they successful together. Yeah, because they need a community. I could you know see what? that. You need support when you, you are absurdly wealthy. Rich. Oh but my god! I mean, what a space! I he know builds. it's all on Wikipedia, but I just and and it's from his rich family. I just want to know. Yeah, his all family of has that. a lot of money. Also, that was a family house. Take us to fucking Mexico. That's great. Thank you. I Dallas is not anything I'm interested in. I don't want to. Hang oh, you out mean the in, town? No, no. I actually like the town of Dallas for some reason because I th- it's like not Houston, but I I like Cook kind of life. that energy. <laughs> I'm just they so show so- cattle in like the B roll, and I'm like I don't need oh to God, be I here. Take me back to someone's house. I am fascinated. I love Stephanie's husband now too. I know I love Travis. Do we think that Travis is cheating on her because he has no, no, he's no, exercising no. and he's no, dressing differently and he's moisturizing. You think it's a midlife crisis? I think it's a midlife crisis, but I also think like she is also very scary and that she has had her own like Mm. suicide Mm -hmm, issues. mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I think that he is a scared husband for the health of his wife. And I think that is a way that he's using his anxiety is is through exercise and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I think like when you, somebody you love is not doing great, but is trying really hard to do well and there's ups and downs. I think it creates a really unsteady feeling for the spouse and so you do things that you can control like be really on top of your business and be good at working out and sort of the money you're going to like, harvard camp yeah honestly i think he's trying to those to me and i'm not an expert but these seem like stability actions that he's trying to do because i think that it's um if stephanie is doing better and she says she has i still don't think as somebody who's dealt with my own demons you don't forget that you could easily slip back into mm-hmm, that so mm-hmm. i think she's 
seems like she's on shaky ground, at least when she was led us into our therapy session. She doesn't really trust that she's past the dark place. Well, she's saying openly that she's not, that she's being triggered because she was very honest and brave last season. And that the number, I mean, that's something that I hadn't actually thought about, which is when you are that open, the outpour outpour can be incredibly triggering. And for her to say, like, I'm uncomfortable with the amount of people who are telling me they have suicidal ideation or are sharing their story, I would be fucked up it's from that creepy and so you don't so, know, not, like, i don't wouldn't well, say it's creepy but i would say it's triggering yeah i guess i get i get like the chills from it because they don't you don't want your brain to go there I yeah guess. totally yeah. and so it's like, scary it's, it's very scary and um i think that and this is again like i don't know this person and i'm not speaking for them but i think like in the dark hours of the night when there's no cameras, it might be sometimes sad or tough for her. And then, of course, it is mm. sad and tough for the husband. Mm-hmm. So to me, it looks like he is. I love is, them so much. I know. And I didn't care at all about them in the beginning. No, I love them. He's kind of my type. He looks kind of like a meatball. I'm yes. into it. Meatloaf, actually, because he's, he's like square. He's a tank. Yeah. He could definitely throw you over his shoulder. Oh, God Not, bless. You won't be as high up as other people. It'll be fine. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I find your perspective so interesting I have to say Michael from Newcastle England I sort of agree with him I mm. am underwhelmed this season I feel like the um Deandra Leanne stuff is boring really boring we're all talking around the fact that what they're actually talking about is who's the queen bee on this show there's no great way to address the power imbalance and the change it's in like the dynamic of it again like we don't need that story anymore totally but it's also like it's it was it was spicy when it happened and then it was sort of spicy and now it's like I'm good I don't know I know that Deandra can be great for the show but I'm not quite sure what her purpose will be this season her mom is what's great for the show she's not she is a whiny child and that's difficult to stomach a 50-year-old woman who's still saying mommy and daddy and still, like, has no sort of sense of, like, integrity. I mean, she can't even keep a hotel. Like, what 50-year-old keeps a hotel room that disgusting? Well, I think that she She's got... Like a privileged baby. I think she got a, an overwhelming amount of positive reaction when she first joined the show, and she's running with it, and it's not going entirely according to plan. I think she thought that Hard Night Good Morning would take <laughs> off and be a huge success because she was able to advertise it on the show, and it's sort of goes to for lack of a better term show you that even if you have an interesting I'll give her the I'll say it's an interesting idea for a product I don't know that I believe it but even if you have a product that's ready to sell and you have the platform not everyone is going to be the skinny girl no you know also it for her to not show up for that business appointment with Travis because her hair might have looked orange and she was going to be basically embarrassed it's basically an embarrassment she couldn't put a hat on I saw a bright light into her business I found it interesting that her comfort level I found it interesting that she wasn't I would respect her more if she was canceling the meeting because she had orange hair but what she was actually saying was I canceled the meeting because I had orange hair they fixed it but I was tired oh yeah I'm going to bed which is you're right such an interesting take I mean, I would say throw in a baseball cap, but the, the problem wasn't right. actually the hair. The problem was she didn't get her eight to 14 hours of beauty rest and, that and is, didn't want to show up. And that is how she functions in life. Like, I'm not 100% comfortable. It's not easy. I don't want it. And that's how she is with her mom's business. Um, look, I want you to give it to me. Make it easy. Let me have my trust. Make it easy. Like, I, I don't I don't like her. And I don't like saying, like, I don't like people flat out because I think everybody's 
multi-layered but i do not like her i also think speaking of flat she feels flat on camera right now yeah, like it, the storyline feels flat then there's the storyline but her mom is gold like her yeah, mom her mom's great wearing a full fur coat to yeah. see her deceased husband her mom's the dallas mama elsa her mom is great she wins she's great tv wait here's my question though yeah they said that uh, her biological father shot himself yep her brother also shot himself Wait, did, did her bio slip? father sh- shoot himself or shoot did her stepfather? No, her, her, her bio, bio father, father shot okay. himself. Her stepfather died and his few last words were like, you guys aren't going to get along. I, I know, hope you guys can do it. Which is, and they, they're like, yeah, that's what he was majorly afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, like he hated bees. Like, oh you know, God. he thought that our relationship would just tank because we're so combative. And it's like, yeah, you can change that. You're the two Wait, people. Wait, and her brother shot himself? I think that's what I heard last episode. So oh I'm not 100% sure. That's not great. I know. I don't think we'll hear more about that. I don't see a mother-daughter no, okay. therapy session and coming in. the mom paid for the birthday party, which is what you do for your little baby. She with is a whatever, stunted person. With whatever couple hundred bucks is left in that trust. She's a stunted woman. And, and you that's know she, not fun to watch. And you know she knows that her mom fucked her over with that money, and that's why she's not asking how much is in it, because she just doesn't want to know. She's just going to pretend that she's she going to be okay to retire. She's not. She doesn't have the guts to actually communicate about real things. Like, that's also, like, by 50 years old, I hope I can sit across from my parents and be like, this sucks. It's uncomfortable. Can we please talk about it? She doesn't, but she doesn't know how to communicate those things. Yeah, none of that. Has no skills. No skills. It's interesting to me. She can text, though. She can text and cancel plans. It was interesting to me watching the similarities between some of the plots that are happening on different um, franchises, i.e. their relationship, mother and daughter, with Candace and her Mm -hmm. mom. Physical physical altercations with Candace and her mom in that purse versus Kelly and that gong bong. (laughs) Let's call the whole thing off. It was interesting to me. I do just want to say one thing because I'm uh, my nine to five slash... 12 to whatever is I found it fascinating that Leanne has made as her badge of honor talking about how little money she has. I know. And then she gets this guy, Steve Kimball, who she says is her best friend, which I do not believe. Oh, the planner? Who's now branded himself as Leanne and Rich's wedding planner, which is all over his social media. His entire identity, of course, seems to be predicated on serving this role as a whatever on Dallas and then they film themselves asking for discounted stuff on the show free or free and the difference to me the problem that I felt as a consultant is there's one thing to have a conversation about somebody and be like listen we're going to negotiate this you're going to give me a huge huge discounted rate and we'll do a scene of us um, joking or whatever for the show and it'll be great for you and I don't discount the power of for those people in that kind of industry which is very different from Deandra's for saying to a florist you know we're going to show a scene of you picking out flowers and it's going to help your floral company because it will help your floral company I mean not everyone is going to be the Regency where it becomes an absolute must-do destination but it's going to help versus what they did with this woman this dress designer where they well they they did they scammed her on camera they started a scene she asks about the budget which is an absolute great question especially when you're dealing with dress design which can go from a thousand dollars to many tens of thousands of dollars the woman hadn't been clued in obviously that they were going to ask for a discount and then they start a conversation when it comes to the point of do you have ten thousand dollars no do you have seven thousand dollars no and then they start saying well remember how great leanne is as a connector and a friend and you only have six weeks 
that's also a huge thing like for designing and creating like this woman then is going to have to then pay people to create a dress for this for Leanne or like there is a seamstress and there's hemming and there's adjustments like there are people in her team that also do this work it's not just her she's not just sitting there it was crocheting a dress. so uncomfortable was for me to watch. And then it ends with jokes because they somehow find the hilarity out of it all. And God bless them. But watching Leanne sit there when she has obviously said to Steve, I need you to make this happen. I can't be the one to ask for it. I'm just going to make jokes about being poor. And then he just very much like in a creepy, aggressive direct, way yeah. is like, remember how great she is. What a great friend. She would never say this, but I'm going to say it on camera in front of her while she's nodding while she's nodding and being quiet it was fascinating to me I believe that she probably spent a dollar fifty on this wedding I think she got so much donated what's nuts is that she's the star Jones of Dallas yeah she has also said in her testimonials before this Dallas is all about how much money you make who you know and I'm going to show them that and I'm going to show them this wedding is going to put me on the map for Dallas society well anyone's going to watch a tv show and go oh you're a con artist you're conning all these people you're tricking all these people it's not giving you like she thinks she's pulling one over on everyone but she's being filmed being shady it's not great to request the discount if these people were genuinely appreciative for your job as a connector they would say to you listen I'm so um, appreciative that you've connected me whatever and also you're allowing me to be on camera or or something like that have them offer it but for you to essentially almost strong arm someone into agreeing to something that they never of course that they never themselves offered is awkward and it's something you do off camera it's something where you go like we're gonna do this interview I'm gonna post five different pictures of your dress I'm gonna do this and that like what is the budget what can we do and then you if you're going to make them feel like so uncomfortable and obligated you do that in private like that is a thing people do but that to do it on camera I mean is it just I just don't like how dirty Leanne gets and I I feel for but it's also good tv yeah Oh, great TV. I don't like I mean, her, I was super TV. ox, but like. I mean, television, it yes. It wasn't they made television, a but they're gross. bad moment, no. I thought, in my humble opinion. <laughs> so it's interesting to me that you don't think. It's just, I um, shout out to Michael Newcastle for the 18th time. I just saw his satchel and was like, hot damn. Well, no, I sort right. of agree with him. Well, because the, the fights and the patterns are the exactly the same. It's Leanne against somebody. Right. And the stakes Brandy, are so low. It's Brandy getting drunk. It's Cameron thinking she's above everyone and talking like a sparkle dog or whatever the fuck she says. Um, it It's not that interesting. But I am hopeful for this new queen. Uh, Carrie, I am hopeful. So I will keep watching because she makes me happy. And I took, oh my God, can we go over... You're going to show me those. Are you going to show me the screenshots? Can we do that as an after show situation? Okay. I want to read some of your um, responses. If you guys are not connecting with me on Instagram, you need to. Um, So here I asked people for what they thought about the season of Dallas. Carrie 2.0 is a snooze. Actually, the season is a snooze. The world versus Leanne is getting old. Agree with that. Was it even on? Agree with that. Um, I miss old Carrie. Agree with that. Child. Yeah, I do. I miss old Carrie. I felt like she was because she She had. Because she had genuine relationships with these women, She's and it as feels like new. As that kangaroo. Oh, mean. Ugh. Childhood trauma is real, but using it as shock value diminishes it. New Carrie is garbage. You never ask a woman why she doesn't have children. Tacky. Oh, snap. Okay, um, tacky. Yeah, but she's not garbage. Right. Another satchel. I wish someone in the cast would comment on what Leanne and Deandra's fight is really about—a power shift in their friendship. Leanne's 
a bigger Leanne being a bigger TV star caused lots of problems, but I definitely think she's going to crash and burn with fans this season. Oh, that's interesting. And mm-hmm. Carrie is intolerable. Her voice is like nails on a chalkboard. Not a fan. Listen, guys, you have to relook at Carrie. Look at Carrie as a tool of comedy. As somebody who gets it, as a sweet Does person she? trying to I feel fit like she into this nutso world. Yeah, she, she doesn't fit into Dallas, and she's trying her best. She's not trying, though. She she's is. just there. No, I love She is the air in the scenes where she it's like is. she's there. I don't see no, anything. It, I don't appreciate guys, it. She is a silent. You might be telling me she's, she's essential. A no, no, no. You'll, it'll I am out. asleep. So <laughs> in that way... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, 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 I have a gut feeling that this person I, is going to be great. Is okay. I, also on her Instagram, she has a picture of her in London next to a bus, and it says, "Where is Waldo?" And it makes no sense <laughs> because she's not dressed like Waldo or anything. She's just next to a bus. You have a gut feeling. I've got issues, <laughs> so let's just keep it moving. Okay. Um, show that I want to talk to you about next. The only show that was on TV this week, The Real Housewives of Potomac. Okay. <sighs> so much to say. First off, let's start with the end. Okay. The edit. Okay, there's a lot of rumors going around. There was a rumor on uh, Twitter that, um, as I like to call it because I'm very funny, that Ashley and Michael were fired. Could not agree in any way. It's not true. Couldn't be. If they were going to be fired, it would have been right after he, not allegedly, but quite definitely sexually assaulted, not sexually, well, yeah, yeah, assaulted a cameraman. Oh, like, you don't think it was like this straw that broke the camel's back like he did it again? No, they wouldn't have been. Uh, I don't think he's done it since that time, but allegedly if he has assaulted other producers and they knew that information, they said that, in the reunion. They said that as the sneak peek for part two, yeah. um, if they knew that that had gone on and it didn't happen, I don't believe after what happened with um, the camera person and they didn't fire him then, they're not going to fire him after this I season. Then there's the rumor that they're suing Bravo. I do not actually think that is possible because of the kind of crazy legally binding contracts oh, they that they signed. They can try to sue Bravo. They can try to sue Bravo I mean, they, and then they, they can pay made... for Bravo's um, legal fees I mean, when the yeah, case gets dismissed. they could have met dismissed. with a lawyer and that could have been a fact. You know, but who knows what would have happened. I don't believe it. I don't think okay. it happened. But I do think that the show is not being and I by the way this is not me saying I'm critical of it I love it and will eat it with a spoon for the rest of my life it is my almond butter it is organic and delicious the cut at the end of Michael's sweaty back walking up those stairs and then the fucking vampire theme music where it's like weird color editing where it's like something terrible is about to happen where it's some weird Nick at night shit from like the 60s I was fucking here for it. I am here for them talking about Juan's dick next episode. I am here for shitty edit against Michael and Ashley. I am here for the idea that Ashley will. I'm sorry. I'm actually going to say something crazy. I might disagree with me. I might disagree with myself. I am here for Ashley getting a little bit buried about this because I think she picked a losing horse. And the way that she is running this race to me is disgusting. And I'm okay with her looking like a fucking monster moron yes drag her i don't like her right do we yes. i felt like bad saying that out loud no, but i'm actually i, mean, I, I, I really do i wish that. for love for every new mom like i said it's an incredibly hard thing and i like felt for her but i'm rolling my eyes she sucked this season she made she some inter- awful she want talk about wanting a fucking kid she wanted that kid so bad that she sacrificed her own on tv presence moral character she also, reality she just like checked out a reality like reality wasn't a th- like i mean like normal life like she'd be like well i'm gonna choose not to believe this and i'm just gonna keep smiling and keep doing my yoga and you know have my coronas and that's it like it was like you're nuts 
Like it was like a Luann situation. Like you're, you're not <gasps> believing Tom is cheating on you. You're not believing oh, your husband is, is a seven year old man who's grabbing ass. Yes, we've seen it. There are a lot of repeats. There's a lot of parallels between Potomac and New York. Mother issues. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, New York with Leanne and then mother issues with mm-hmm. Dallas. Potomac's great. Potomac is. It's and I have to say one really important thing about Potomac. Yeah, tell me. Um, Giselle's house is so coveted in Maryland. Again, I'm from Maryland. My parents are in Bethesda right now. Everyone's like making fun of it like it's like this little crap house in like the woods. That area in Bethesda is so expensive. It's right next to DC. It has the best public schools. So your kids are basically going for free for like an amazing education. Mm. And in Bethesda right now, it's really compact. Like a lot of people want to live in there because of the schools, because of it's a beautiful Close area. To DC. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's green. So to have that much acreage in that densely populated place is so expensive. Like like, it, it, she is totally thriving. And anybody in Bethesda would be like, damn, I wish I had that house. And in America, it doesn't look like that because you see all these, like, palatial completed homes. But in Bethesda, Maryland, that is a jackpot of a house. Well, good for her. And I, I know. feel like... Robin's not so much. Robin's is definitely a fixer-upper. But Giselle's is magic. Well, Robin's she profit, she worked on that house for how many mm-hmm. months or years or whatever? She made, like, 30K or something that she split with her mother. Yeah. That's not a great. I think she wanted to keep profit. busy. I think it was like a busy project. I think she really was trying to make money. <laughs> yeah. That's but honestly, the problem. Baltimore is different from Bethesda. Two different communities, and Bethesda, you well, I don't know. It doesn't like Baltimore. That wasn't. I know where that was in Baltimore. My husband's from Baltimore, and like it wasn't the most. Um, we actually tried selling my husband when my husband's mom passed away. We had to work on selling her house, and it's mm. really hard. I think right now the market's just harder right now in Baltimore. It's not the same market as Bethesda. Well, I think the women making jokes before they walked into... Oh, well, no, Karen said someone tried to, like, sell her pot when she was, like, getting oh, out yeah. of the car. So there's that. <laughs> um, I, it's It was interesting to me when they were talking about things that have happened so far in this season when I realized, oh, my God, the entire season wasn't Michael and Ashley. And I don't mean mm. that as an insult or anything else. It's just, like, this season was so fucking good. It's and so filled great. with so many gems. And if we're going to talk about crazy mother-daughter dynamics... Candace's mom pretending to be a therapist and then saying to her child, do not ever communicate your feelings. You do not understand what feelings mean. If I am going to physically assault you, I'm going to make it into a joke. It's your fault. It's your fault, but it also didn't happen. You shouldn't be saying anything to me about being a child of a parent when I I'm angry at that parent for stepping out, which is actually not your fault, but I'm going to blame you for it anyway. I do not approve of you trying to emotionally mature in any way and maybe become independent. Yeah. And getting any kind of financial independence and I'm going to make fun of you. And even when you say I'm now paying the full mortgage, I am going to pretend that you're not even Mm -hmm. for 10 seconds to humiliate you you and maintain a power position. It works for her. It really works for this mom. Like this situation works for this mom. She liked Candace as a five-year-old and that's how she wants to keep Candace. And it's interesting that she is making a joke and I get it that she loves being on camera. Obviously, so does her kid. Obviously, so do these all these women on the couch plus AC. It's interesting to me that she talks about that and yet they also have this dynamic that's possibly magnified for television. But P.S. She didn't hit her in the head with a purse on TV. That was an incident that happened off camera. And really so creepy. really creepy and Sorry, really scary. A lot. A lot of these. It's just there. It's there's so many emotional levels. It is a scary 
it's super scary. And then watching Candace try to make better choices, but again, continue to be her mother's daughter. Like when she says to Ashley, I mean, when she says to Ashley, um, how you are a gold digger, how dare you, um, pretend that you are a businesswoman when you are fucking a man for a monthly check and PS, I might be doing not the fucking part, but I might be attempting to siphon money off my mother and get a monthly check. But it's different because I came out of her cooch and I'm branding it as a legacy. Or or that I've earned it because I've dealt with this crazy mom my whole life. Fascinating. Well, I think it was so interesting. So I was so on Candace's side, like the whole time. A lot of the series, even, even when she was nuts, I was like, you know what? But she is speaking some truth. She is saying what nobody else will say. She is like kind of like biting like taking that hit for the show, the better. Like she's like standing and she's creating drama, the fighting, perfect. It was like exactly what she wanted for TV. But then when the mom gets off the stage, Candace goes in on everyone and she is creepy and dirty and mean. And then I see the mom there. So like it's almost when her mom is being overbearing and horrible, Candace can be smelling like a rose. Like Candace can actually be like, a lovely person when her mom is taking all the ickiness and sickness in the room. And then the minute the mom leaves, Candace just like, I don't even exactly remember the words, but she just like jumped in on the other girls mm-hmm. on the other side of the couch and was ugly, 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 ugly character. And I was like, oh, that's your mom. You're not so great. And also, if you're, such a good point. And also, if you're putting in like, I forget the math on this, but was it she was adding like an extra 1200 to the mortgage? That was like the difference every oh, month what she was paying? Yeah. And that was a big deal. Now, kudos to you for like continuing to grow as a person. But why were you looking at $2 million houses? Like, how does this make any It doesn't make sense. And I think actually that the Chris Candace thing, when they were seeing the houses, they're like, it's $2 million. Well, maybe $1 million. And I think they were going to pull a Leon Locken in private. Oh, I and try to negotiate? Yes. And I think that that is how Candace and Chris will get by is they're going to be like extreme negotiating or negotiate for a special loan or something. But um, he like, can he you can't. do that in real estate? No, I think, I think you can negotiate anything, honestly, but I think that he could put up like stuff with his business to get a specific loan or like put up like his own private income, you know, for a loan or something. It felt to me just super staged. It oh, felt like Candace yeah. wanted to pretend that she had enough money for this because she said she that... She does like dancing around the house acting like she's rich. Right, yeah. and Chris is like, I literally am not the sole owner of this restaurant. I would like to come out with a cookbook, but I don't have the money to self-publish. And I will say, I loved when Candace was like, no, it's his book. Like when they asked... Like, oh, I love that. She's like, oh my God, I love that. I was like, there's a good, healthy moment yeah. in a relationship. There's a That's woman the who respects her man. Yeah. Period. I mean, all of that other stuff is weird. He does talk to her like she's his daughter sometimes, like all these other things. And she's going of, through puberty. Yeah, it kind of creeps me out. But um, she's like, fuck you. Yeah, I um, I do. I really liked her. She was like, oh, like that. That was probably the most honest, real relationship moment I saw. That was like kind. Yeah. And also like, oh, no, that's his. Like, I'm not going to just steal something that someone else created when all the girls are like well why not <laughs> well why wouldn't you so speaking of um honest and real relationships what do you think of Giselle stripping her um ex-husband again you know I think that I have thought about and I don't know why but I've had these thoughts of like if somebody did you wrong would you go back to them like a mm-hmm. what if because I think mm-hmm. I'm like a crazy person deep inside or maybe not even deep inside but I think of like how Thank God nothing has happened with me in my relationship. But if something had happened, if there's like an unfaithfulness, like 
but you do have to see that person. You do, and there is history, and you do have love for them. So and you have to co-parent, and you have to co-parent, and like also you might be horny and lonely, and it seems like Giselle's really good at trusting that people can heal and get better. And with her ex Carmen, what's his name? Uh, Sherman. 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 <laughs> Toilet paper. Um, Sherman. She. Everybody's like, watch out. And she's like, I know, but I think he's changed. And then he didn't. And she was really smart to be like, no, it was selfish. He he didn't, you know, he he kind of turned me down. But I've seen her like talk to her daughters and be like, you know, you can give it another chance. And I don't know if it's going to go well. But I think Giselle, when you're on a path of like healing and getting better, I think you're also, you offer a lot of people a bunch of allowances. Because if you're trying to improve, maybe other people improve. Now, sometimes it works out, but sometimes they're not, they don't have any intention to improve. So you never know. But I think she's in like a really hopeful, powerful place. And I just wish the best for her because I just think she wants a boo. I know this is like dumb she to say, but I just really like her so much. Oh, and I, I love feel like her. Potomac is the most likable cast. Um, and I feel like I feel for all of these women in different ways, minus, I guess, Ashley a little. Um, I just think I love how Ashley just took all those jokes about her ugly ass wig. She's like, I know it was ugly. Oh, my God. When Andy was like, do you want to start with it or finish? I think that was great. I love when they can really make fun of themselves. I love when Giselle yells to Karen that her wig's staying on when they're on that boat. I just love the... They are honest and fun. They are like a family. Speaking of honest, it was fascinating to me that they have essentially decided to cut Katie entirely from the conversation. And when they showed oh. Ashley's tweet of like, new marriage, a new motherhood is amazing and everyone is a cunt. When they said, she in the tweet, she called Katie, I believe, a mail order cooch. And the fact that Andy read the tweet, but they cut away from him talking about the um, mail order cooch Katie part that they just is that what Ashley said yeah she tweeted like they showed the tweet which included yada 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 Katie and when he read the tweet oh, he read everything but that. that poor Katie who's in the news Guys, again this I like Katie a lot and here's the thing like okay here's the crazy thing compared to all the other like a uh, Katie is so sad to me and so damaged but she has these like moments of like amazing truth where she's like oh is Michael gay <laughs> like she just is so casual where she will say things and she's like oh is she stupid I mean all these things are actually what we're all thinking and she is so I mean when when Ashley says to her you aren't mentally stable I saw Katie I saw myself in Katie because mm -hmm. if you've had any sort of mental health issues or mm -hmm. you've been super depressed or stuff and when somebody questions your mental health you go like and if you've been somebody in like in Katie's position she was basically abused by her ex-husband who would mm -hmm. give her wrong medication mm -hmm. tell her she was crazy to keep her medicated mm -hmm. and sedated for him mm -hmm. it's been in the news you can look it up it's so sad so for them for another outside person to be like I'm going to tell you what's wrong with your brain that is so triggering and so hard for somebody who is like clearly trying to climb back into the housewives world for then Ashley to be like I'm going to cut you out of this cast mm -hmm. you're not a part of this I was so sad for her. And yeah, her comebacks are like immature and mean and she'll call people stupid. But I have like, and yeah, creepy stuff on Instagram. Like, I don't think she's all well, but I have a soft spot for her. And uh, I'm sad for her. I have a soft spot for her. I'm sad for her. I'm sad she's not on the reunion. Wait, but didn't she text Ashley while she was giving birth? Like, you're a stupid bitch. I mean, who, who did it? <laughs> Somebody was texting while Ashley it's was a long giving line. birth. And I was like, that's crazy. I think Candace <laughs> tweeted her that day. I don't know oh, if Candace knew oh, that she was in labor. Did it, but somebody was tweeting her while she was, Jenna's after giving birth. Oh. Poor, sweet, broken bird Katie. 
put oh. something on Instagram yesterday, I want to say, or the day before, her which face. was a, well, she's done that. And people, I guess, accused her of skin whitening, yeah. which I don't want to go anywhere no, near because we are two white women and no. we don't understand the conversation. So let's. No, I'm just saying that that happened on Instagram. Yep, it happened. Um, But Katie's response, maybe in relation to that, maybe not, was to post a photo of, I think, her arm holding a bottle of bleach and then saying, shots anyone? And then people started responding immediately because it seems like you're making a suicidal ideation joke or maybe you're responding to the skin bleaching, whitening stuff. But regardless, it's not that funny and she's really genuinely <laughs> I ill not, i don't know i'm laughing she this girl is crazy it's not like it, it, it's different i can't explain it very well it's different from leanne where leanne is like i'm gonna use this as a fight and really well, leanne weaponizes it. her her yes. instability Katie is sort of like dumb about it which i guess is more endearing when you're talking about suicide i don't know this is all so crazy katie's not using it as an excuse for anything and she's also not casting blame on anyone because of any crisis that she's going through katie is in a crisis yeah katie's in a crisis but she's trying to actually be a person in other areas she's not Mm -hmm. like i am only a crisis versus Mm -hmm. leanne who's presenting herself as a crisis first and And she's using it as a wall katie's saying i'm trying to climb the wall and leanne is saying i'm blocking you with it well, and Katie, I thought was so sad when she was like, she might have been pregnant. And wait, was this? She was pregnant and then lost a the baby. Was this the Instagram picture of the yeah. baby? Me too. This was that baby that was lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for Katie to say like, no, we're not using protection. We're not using pull out. Like, mm-hmm. she also is having her kids. Oh, this also made me so sad for her. Her kids are being restricted from her because of what her husband is saying to the courts, true or not. Mm-hmm. She's not allowed to see her own children. She's in a new relationship. She obviously is a mother yearning for that need mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's might create new life and then for also ashley to say like you're not fit to be on this show mm. is evidence that her husband can use that she's not fit to it's be so a fucked mother. in so many ways and so that really destroys katie and katie has so much more to lose than anybody else on that show yeah. and she's already in the process of losing it and i just my heart breaks for her and i think oh and they made fun of her wig and she didn't think it was that bad but they just kept going on and on and she says after the fact that she was like making into a joke it's interesting that you said the thing about her wanting to like have a kid that was hers alone in the sense that there wasn't legal complications against it it reminds me of something on oc maybe this is super unhelpful but it reminds me of when Tamara was going through all this shit with parental alienation and she was like Eddie Judge let's make a baby because I want one with me full time I mean there's something to be said for women going through these terrible divorces and custody issues and thinking that the answer is having another child I will tell you I mean kids do that your kid is with you all the time like if you it's a piece of you yeah if you want to be a full-time if you want your full-time all day all night job to be caring for somebody that is what a kid is they also are their own person and then they grow and they have their own lives and the goal of a parent is that they so they don't depend on you constantly Mm -hmm. but you see that which is so crazy that the real housewives was started about like rich women is really this like documentation of parents not able to let go of their children or the process of letting go whether it be candace's mom trying to control her whether it be my new best friend carrie and her teenage daughter that doesn't care like or um tamra and her daughter that won't speak to her i mean like these are women dealing with relationships with their children 
deep inside in all of this. Such a good point, And I'm going to make a transition. It's about women in their relationships with children, parents, family, whatever. And it's also women deciding whether or not to change and evolve from their own bad behavior. And mm-hmm. I'm saying that because this week on OC, the last <laughs> couple minutes I felt like were the most important parts of the episode. Noting that I'm just going to say it, Shane deciding to surprise his wife and that being a big deal because, oh my God, he booked a plane ticket on Expedia when at a bare minimum, a human adult person should be able to book a flight without eliciting a parade and surprising her the day after her show and having that be heartwarming when his parents were able to show up on time for her like fun little sassy strip tease so why wasn't he he's not actually supporting her he's just doing the bare minimum as Mm -hmm. he does by being handed a bouquet from production and walking in the door is fascinating to me also fascinating truly and not being sarcastic the disillusion disillusion i can't disillusion thank you disillusion of um uh Gina and Emily's friendship as a carryover for the rest of the season or at least this episode in the next couple fascinating to me genuinely fascinating um but all this to say when we talk about bad behavior and bad choices the women this week take a trip to Miraval a wellness spa in Arizona when you think Orange County housewife and desperately seeking wellness who comes to mind but Shannon Storms Bador, mm-hmm. who is obsessed with her nine lemons in a bowl, control over one small aspect of her life that she will blow the fuck up. Yeah. So she is, it's Shannon and Dr. Moon forever and ever, amen. And Shannon, who is very fucking serious about Everything. all things good when making something good, clean, healthy, I would hope light would be in there somewhere, but I don't think it is. Mm -mm. But having it be well. So they show up at this fucking spa. Kelly starts making jokes and Shannon is like, shut the fuck up. This means something to me. Kelly has a choice in her head that she can make. Kelly can say to herself, wow, I've really triggered this person. Maybe I should dial back the like not actually funny, funny 80s humor. But her decision is to... (laughs) advertise a happy water thing which p.s when you think of positive branded food and drink Mm -hmm. kelly dodd comes to mind yeah but she's talking about her investment and then when they are in a sound bath and sidebar one of the most truly spiritual moments actually spiritual moments of my life was going to a sound bath in miami it was a sound and light bath it was i was crying it was unbelievable oh god it's it's and there's one in brooklyn that we should go to it's like you're like hanging in a thing and you feel like a love you're in an egg it's very i was like sleeping like a baby it you it will be phenomenal we'll go together um love so kelly has a choice to make again because shannon's already told her what you're doing is annoying to me so stop and kelly loves being annoying kelly's favorite thing in the world is being annoying and she takes it one step further where she's like let me both be annoying and Mm -hmm. physically funny be (laughs) she thinks a little touchy touchy yeah and that didn't go so great for her she gonged shannon in the head but i think it's because she's sick of shannon i kind of appreciate i was like yeah shut up shannon i don't agree with like any physical harm but i think she's so sick of shannon i mean they've been on for a very long time together shannon's so annoying (gasps) oh 
Oh, I don't like her. I'm going to fucking murder you. There's a photo Shannon of Shannon and myself so somewhere on the counter. Annoying. I don't know what I did with it. I lost it. You give it. her an inch and she's a victim for a year. Like she just Shannon has so had a tough life, okay? Whiny. Shannon just wants to be well. Uh, Here's the problem. Is that no, Shannon... thank you. Okay, Shannon doesn't... Shan- the best parts of Shannon come Shannon out. sits and cries. She's the girl at the birthday party that didn't get the slice of cake she wanted. And then she cries for everybody to go in comfort. She loves attention. Her way of getting attention is by being a victim and having a hissy fit. She didn't get attention from David. She needs to get it from somebody. Okay, but I'm just saying she's doing it. I don't just like saying- it. I kind of agree with Kelly. Like, shut up. Also, why do you put a gong on your head? I thought that whole thing looked real stupid. <laughs> well, it was like, here's the thing. It's also, part of the it was- woman. Wait, if you pause, the woman doing it cracks up when Kelly hits her on the head. Because it is a little stupid well and dr tim and i were on the same page of that was not cool not cool i don't like it i think maybe it was a little hard but then also for tamra to be like your insides are like leaking or whatever <laughs> is like tamra just like is fueling that fire Tamara's such Tamara's a dick. Bored. I, yeah, yeah. She's i was gonna say dick. i love her which is a complete lie i she's hate such her a dick. they are all like little sisters i i am bored by them also fine but here's what i'm gonna say to that shannon the best that shannon has seen this season is when she's turtle time timing with kelly where they're like chilling they're going out they're yes. having girl time great Tamara and Vicky bring out the worst parts of Shannon Strong's Fedora. And yes, and also everyone. And it's not helpful that Tamara is like trying desperately to light that match so that Shannon yeah. can burst into flame. And also the electricity is out, maybe because she's That's just waiting for Shannon so to like to flame me. around. Um, Kelly, though, I don't think she's doing it because she finds Shannon annoying. I think she's doing it because she has a genuine child sense of humor. And I think she's bored. I think she's like a little kid. I think she has like super insult style ADD yes. where she's like the Andrew Dice Clay of OC. Yes. And that's just genuinely her humor. That's just who she is. Yeah, that's who you, your she's Andrew Dice is. Clay and she's also fucking Gallagher. Except instead make, of like, a watermelon, it's Shannon's head. Yeah, and she's going to be like, blah, 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 you're a farting person. Like, I mean, she's just going to do the dumbest thing. Right, but the problem to me was first don't ever touch someone second yeah, you have no don't. idea you that actually looked like it hurt number yeah. two and number three I you like can't make Shannon, though, I'm sorry it's not this isn't funny but Jenna first was like well I guess it's part of the process you get she know. smashed in the head with a gun she was like that part kind of hurt and then Tamara and was like, like that's not it was part kinda. of it I know but the third part to me that was like not great is that Kelly is looking for a reaction and then Shannon gives her one and Kelly's like fuck you for reacting Kelly is doing this yeah, to Shannon right. specifically because she's looking she's for a response and then Shannon responds and it's also something physical and Kelly's reaction is like haha I told you she was going to respond I'm right and it's like cool except a you shouldn't have done this we've seen that be- it's the university of spoiled children all over again yeah, I don't care I just think it's a little done and you just, can't get our sympathy when you are like laying the groundwork for some sort of response I also think that this is just going to be the whole rest of the story it's yeah gonna, you're going to see it all throughout the reunion totally you can't be physical and then they're going to have clips totally. where everybody else was physical. And no, you can't be physical, but that's what the whole fucking logline is going to be about. You can't. P.S. The women are, are are still doing. I think Vicky and Tamara, I don't know if Shannon did as well. She might have are like linking to some Us Magazine story of like it's assault and battery. Guys, it's not like Guys, you're not going to press charges for this. If you are, you look like a fucking moron. Well, it's great Shannon that Shannon wasn't something hurt. something to cry about. Like Kelly did her a favor. But she doesn't want to. She wants she to be wants well. To. No, she's she uncomfortable wants to when be things well. are good. When things are too, too good, she's really uncomfortable. And she's like, this is my wheelhouse. I'm going to call the doctor. I'm going to create an emergency situation. Like Shannon is like feeling her groove when I'm, there's a crisis no, I am so, I so strongly disagree I think for Shannon she's so desperate to be happy and have it be light and fun and when one little thing happens it's such a delicate house of cards that it comes tumbling down and she's really upset because she's thinking I'm just I just want it to be okay and but here's she 
here's so an obstacle rules. and she doesn't know how to I get over them. House of cards. So her house of cards are her arbitrary rules that she decides everybody has to behave but in a certain way. That's how she gets structure. But I don't care. Like you can't control everybody else's life. Like she is like she saying, can though. No, it's not going well. She's trying so hard. No, she is. She, Archie is tired. No, she is like somebody who's sitting like a little kid at the party. He's like, I wanted to go this way. I want to go that way. You have to behave this way. You have to ask me these things. She even in the beginning she was like when Gina was a new cast member. She's like, no, you're a new cast member, so you have to treat me like this and you can't question this and it's like okay the producer told Gina to ask her about her weird relationship and Shannon's gonna like rake her over the coals because she's like no it has to behave this way and everybody has to have these like pretenses and stuff and Shannon's a goddamn mess I mean she's not doing great it's because like she's else. a mess it's okay. because everything else is but going wrong in her life and she needs to find is gonna I'm gonna like murder you. you right now that's fine nobody is gonna like you if you are so controlling over other people's lives and how they behave she's not thinking about how other people are yes. going to like her she she's thinking every single she's thinking about how do. she's gonna survive to get to the next day okay that's fine she can be surviving but if you are controlling she's thin now okay everything she's not right. that thin now <gasps> <laughs> that's mean but she used to be like she looks tiny when they when she goes to the side so. when it's care. a side view it's like oh my god she's like a wisp i just don't ugh. hashtag just, skinny legend shannon storms the I door know. i i guess i mean i saw pictures when she was so much younger like when she first started on the real housewife she looked like a completely different she, person her face looks entirely different totally now different. i think some of that's stress and, yeah and botox and like weird like I don't, I, think she, I don't think she's had enough Botox. I think she could go for a little bit more. Yeah. And you know I love her. She's my favorite housewife of all time. Oh, listen, we oh, cannot be Melissa Gorga. You okay? can't. You can't be the Gorg. She's so perfect. Okay, so you're totally wrong, and I just showed you why. Right, um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to give a shout out to friend of the show, um, Jackie, who sent me a very long winded satchel, and I'm going to get through it um, with your support. So I haven't actually read it. <laughs> Okay, but I read the first line and I was like, this is going to be discussed on Andy's Girls. Okay, so shout out to Jackie. Okay, here we go. Went to a night with the housewives at Live Casino in Maryland. Oh, no. Ashley. Potomac Housewives? Well, okay, wait, here are the housewives. Ashley, Teresa, Sonia, and Margaret Josephs. Okay, so she says, Ashley gave her usual rehearsed answers to the Michael questions. He was exonerated. It made them closer than ever. They are so in love, blah, blah, blah. About three people in the audience clapped for that response. She said that she is currently closest to Monique and Karen and that her and Michael were originally approached by Bravo to do their own series on a couple with an age gap, but it wasn't enough. She also said they are trying for baby number two, A.S., AP. She's hoping that it kills Michael. I mean, vomit. Number two, Teresa. Same rehearsed responses to everything. What was odd was that in the beginning, they asked her how all of her daughters were doing and her dad, but nothing about Joe. Finally, people in the audience started yelling out, what about Joe? To which she finally responded that basically it's over. He's fucked and going back to Italy. Sidebar, Jackie sent me a video. I'm posting it on my Instagram. If you don't follow me at Dame Galley, and I know 95% of you don't, do it because okay, it's going be, up after this. Someone shouted if she was going with him and she declined to respond. Why so would no, she? Absolutely not. not. She told us all to pray for them and that was about it. Also, she was not wearing a wedding ring. She did have a little diamond pinky ring, which I think is um, incredibly baller. Kept referring to her time in prison as camp, to which the audience always laughed. (laughs) Sonia was a fucking star. Said she's closest to Bethany on the cast. Ramona is an itch she can't scratch. And Luann is Luann. She made jokes about Giovanni and Luann's awful singing. She said her and Frenchie are giving it another try because they have 
they're desperate for plot. That was like the dumbest yeah. thing ever. Because a friend told her that she could either be with him for 10 years and then he'll go off and have babies or she could not be with him for 10 years and he will still go off and have babies. <laughs> Clothing line is doing great. Daughter is having a great time in college. Said she would go to um, get Botox from a veterinarian if she could save money. She also claimed she grew up on a private island in Connecticut, which does does that exist <laughs> i don't think so I don't know. and she addressed i thought she was from albany because she had like no i had clue. a great lineage no um and she addressed the drag queen comments did you hear about this where she no. said that um she made fun of she and dorinda were at a fashion show filmed for new york um and were making jokes about um trans models and drag queens and I'm saying they sure look like they men were. horrible sure they were um she addressed the drag queen comments and basically said that she's obviously a huge advocate for lgbt i love that she continues to say lgbt and not like the LGBT community or people. She, she just looks changed. at it as a symbol. She didn't know um, that her and Dorinda uh, were sitting at the show complaining about their tummy fat bulging over their pants and saw a model walking down the runway looking like perfection and were saying she must be a man because a woman can't get that flat and tight. Do I believe it? I don't. She said that she talked to the model after and they were cool. And it was another drag queen that made it a thing after sidebar, the drag queen that page six mentioned has set and was invited to go to a Sonia fashion show, which was filmed for the show, responded back to page six after the fact and said that Sonia never apologized and that she had been hoodwinked into going and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay. Margaret was also fantastic, super real, talked about how much she loved pushing Marty in the pool, that she and Danielle live in the same town. And whenever she sees her at her Starbucks, she gives her dirty looks. She said her house is still not done. Of course. You're stopping the contractor. I mean, but that they also own the house next door, which they are working on to sell. Okay. Buy she, it. Sarah, I mean, buy it. I'm going to buy You're it. You're a dame. Because we know how much I love New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. She's coming out with a jewelry line. She and Sonia were sitting next to each other and acting like BFFs. When asked if she and Tree hang out, they both gave an awkward response that they don't, but they love each other and text. And her Joe and Joe Gorga are still besties. That's cute. Um, Jackie then says, I, I also got to stay for the meet and greet after which uh, was basically the which was basically the opportunity to stand behind them sitting in stools and take a pic like Madame Tussauds. I got to talk to Ashley. Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it was Tussauds, but I don't, I don't know. know. Guys, I'm very Look, fancy. I've been to Paris. Tussauds, Tussauds potato potato let's call the whole thing off I got to talk to Ashley about how we share the same acupuncturist um, and she was lovely and engaging you could tell the other three were just ready to wrap it up all were gorgeous great work done on the elders but they definitely looked more their age in person (laughs) wow a little ending burn (laughs) yeah I am curious guys have any of you um gone to any of these I've never been because I don't go to I have to say I have to circle back yeah on speaking of Ashley I texted you because I was freaking out when Ashley's doctor sticks that thing up her and tells her she's pregnant and you see the baby's heartbeat. Yeah. In that scene. Ashley's doctor looks exactly like Michael. You need to show me a screenshot and put it on Facebook I after. I freaked out. Or not Facebook, like, Instagram. Ugh. Like, it just creeped me out. Her, I've seen the photo because people oh, are talking about her. her dad looks like her Michael. Her dad looks like Michael is maybe marginally more attractive than him. But it's yeah. such a low bar. It's Who's so to say? It's so creepy. Like, the kind it's of people very she str- trusts and he has father figures. And it's, like, so obvious. And then she talks about the fact that she father figures, like, factored into her marriage, which is fine. But, like, the actual it's physical so look being so identical is creepy and that's how I felt about the doctor like he's taking a probe up her it's like Michael could have stuck up a probe we don't know like oh it's I mean, all I so don't gross think he wants to. we didn't even get into the Michael 
thing. We didn't even talk about that. Are you just so over talking about it? Talk about it in 60 seconds. Okay. Then here's the other thing I have to say. I didn't mention this. On Dallas, I want to talk about the um, heaviness of Stephanie's door, her glass door that everybody, when they got into her house, it cracked me up. It was like such a heavy door. Phenomenal. It was so funny to me. Um, and then Deandra, under her nose, above her top lip, she has a Botox or some sort of thing going since your face is like in oh, a frown. She just, and listen, it is so sad to me because she's she, on a budget. I, I know. Maybe but, she had a hard night and not a good morning. Well, she needs to. Uh, and I don't like talking about women's looks, but I am saying like I am worried for her because that whole part is paralyzed. And it looks like she's frowning all the time. Mm. So Deandra's trying to talk. Her like top looks like a bill. And I don't think that's nice to say about somebody. But it just I was like, does anybody else see like for the first I'll have time to I could especially see specifically I was that. really fine tuning on. I could see everybody's Botox moments. I think because right now I'm obsessed with Botox. I've just been seeing it and like hmm. being able to tell. Interesting. My God, we talked about the characters at the Dallas party. That guy do in you, the blue hat. Do you want to talk any? Do you want to say anything about Michael and Ashley before we wrap? Um, right quick. Oh, yes. This is what I want to think. Okay. I was in a relationship once where the man was having sex with me but did not actually care about me. And we were in like a long-term relationship. I spent a lot of money on it, a lot of feelings. And oh I was God. like, oh, he loves me because we are in the act of having sex. And we're having it often because I'm making sure we're having it often and all this stuff. And so there is a little glimmer that I see in Ashley where she's like, no, obviously he's not gay. We're having sex because – when you're in a relationship with somebody who is so sort of far away, like anything she mentions, he's like, okay, interesting. Like he's, you can see he's like not all there and not invested. Any little tiny bit that he gives her, even if it's just like physically sex, she is holding on to that real tight to be like, look, this is evidence. And I think like when you're in such a fragile place, you don't want to see, I think he will have to say to her, I do not love you. I don't want to be with you. That's like, she'll have to hear it from his mouth. But he's just sort of like, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. I don't think he will ever say it. I, I think, think she'll so. have to come to a point where there's just too much. I will be curious for her reaction and Michael's when they bring up the fact that other producers' asses have been grabbed. And also, like, I'm curious, like, how I, d like I said before, I do think, like, the mother, the journey of motherhood does make some major shifts in you. And I wonder, like, how, if she will double down on her, like, little family or if she will have. Sounds like she will. She's trying for number two. Yeah. Or if what? Or if, I mean, because there's so much exhaustion and pressure and just energy put on you as a new mom. I wonder, sometimes people do feel more free. And they're like, well, I'd rather fucking do it on my own because this is so hard. And the last thing I need is somebody who doesn't support me. It's complicated. I don't think she'll do the latter. I don't know. I just, I see there. I don't think she's great. I think she's shitty. But I do see parts of her being like, well, look, he has had sex with me. That means that he loves me. Like, this is the. You guys, haven't we? I'm just like flashing back to a couple guys I've been thinking yes. about. And how fucked up you get because it's almost like you get like endorphins after the fact. And you're yes. like, it's the this moment after this having sex. It's, it's like, not even while having no, sex. It's, it's like the moment after. It's, it's the like, spoon. Yes. And you get you. It's the big or little. Yes. And you're hitting it and you're losing and you're losing in the slot oh machine God, and then when you get that guys. even if it's 10 bucks you're like oh my god there's a glimmer of hope and so I think that's what so many people are connecting to Ashley and they're like ah. but also she does not care what you say she has such a strong well and then her father because she doesn't her want down. her childhood she doesn't be lost twice right that's exactly right and her childhood was so fucking shitty and her adult relationship with her father is non-existent he refuses to um say that she in fact does exist and is his child and so she is doing whatever it takes to keep this family structure intact yes. and if you come anywhere near it she will fucking mur murder you 
I know. And she really did murder Katie. Like, she really did Poor, destroy sweet, her. Broken Katie. Sad Katie. Sad Katie. Fun episode. Guys, there's so much. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm going to leave here and be like, oh, my God, we didn't talk about. There's so much. There's so much. Maybe we'll do a little video after this. Maybe not. Maybe possible. We talk about our gluten allergy issues. We can talk about gluten. <laughs> I had an AG listener that was like, can you do an episode devoted to food stuff? And I don't I think it's. I love it. Right? I don't think I'm going to do that on Andrew's Girls, but I absolutely will do it on Instagram. So. Smart. Twitter at Sarah Galley, Instagram at Dame Galley, checking account overdrawn with love. Venmo me a dollar in the name of your favorite housewife. That's Tell nice. the folks how to follow you, you Miss Thang. You can find me at, at Katie Brodnick, spelled my childhood nickname C A I T Y Brodnick, B R O D N I C K. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, Caitlin Brodnick. And um, yeah, Scamwell Podcast, we do yes. cover the scams of the housewives in one episode yes. which is really fun and um I really love it's a fun podcast it's it's so much more work than I realized we mm. we're covering scams and so you basically are like researching Such these things and so um, yeah it's I do like a tiny book report every single episode people don't know <laughs> it's a lot this it's wasn't fabulous. a nightmare no, this, this was, was so a dream fun. and P.S. AG listeners I'm thinking about maybe like doing you know that I hate watching the shows live but I'm thinking about doing like one night a week maybe after a show live happens doing like an insta live so comment on the selfie of ours that we're going to take let me know if that is of interest to you and if it is which show it's of interest to me I mean <laughs> I I'm just already sat here with Sarah watching the gong and I was like I want to watch everything with you she played the gong for me and I was like this is great and Sarah's like no I have a different feeling about it and I'm like hit her again it's <laughs> terrible. Um, I hate you, but I do love Shannon Storm's Fedor. And oh, guys, we're so excited. Fall house. down, baby. Fuck you. Fall, fall. Build that foundation back up, Shannon. I love <laughs> yes, you. And guys, yes. we'll talk to you again next Thanks, week. Thanks. Bye. Love you, Shannon. Okay, bye.